This is a Saddleback Church podcast. When I first started thinking through a series of episodes on emotional health, one of the first episodes I decided on was an episode on fun. Now, that may sound a bit odd. When we talk about emotional health, we usually talk about anger or sadness or any of the hard negative feelings, which we have talked about over the last handful of episodes. But I wanted to make sure that in that mix, we have a look at the positive emotions, in particular, fun. There can be confusion, too, about how we should navigate church and our relationship with God with fun. Am I supposed to have a constant posture of reverence and piety? Or is there a way to be reverent and fun at the same time? My guest today is Katie Edwards. She is the Saddleback Lake Forest campus pastor after having served over two decades in student ministries. I was excited to have this conversation with Katie because she is perhaps the first person here at Saddleback that I think of when I think fun. She's an incredible leader, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. My name is Jason Wheland, and this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast, part of the Saddleback family of podcasts. Now, my conversation with Katie Edwards. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's so great to be with you. Um, okay, so we have been in this series on emotional health. And generally, um, I've kind of found when people's team to talk about e- emotions, they usually focus on the negative emotions or the hard emotions. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about emotional health, we got to talk about how do we wrestle with the sadness or the anger or whatever it is. Um, but why is it important for us to also focus on fun and joy, the more positive, bright emotions? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it is always easier to kind of listen to negative things or lean in that direction. I don't know. It has a pull for some reason. Yeah. But um, if you think about how you feel when you're having fun, <laughs> like genuinely having fun mm. and you can in your mind flash to how that feels, um, it feels great. Yeah. Right. It feels usually there's you feel free, you feel relaxed, you feel like yourself, you feel lighter, you know? And you find yourself smiling for no reason. You're like, I just, this is just coming. I'm just happy. Like when you're genuinely in moments like that, Mm. um, the way that that feels is so good, you know, like nothing is, is weighing me down. And Mm. so why wouldn't you want to feel that way every day? I like that idea of that lightness, that nothing is weighing you down. Yeah. That that's a really interesting perspective. Because isn't to, to, that how negative emotions feel? They feel like a weight. Yes. But then when you think of the opposite of that, it would be the release of the weight. Yeah. You know, and wouldn't you want to feel weightless every single day? <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, and, and that's and that's an Don't interesting. Worry. That's an interesting way to think about it. Is when if if you are so focused on your emotions, which can be a good thing, it can be a great thing to be aware, to be self-aware of your emotions, and especially as we're talking about emotional health, mm-hmm. when you get so focused in on the negative emotions, it can become a little bit harder as you feel a little weightier. Like you said, you feel like the day might be dragging a little bit more. But when you re- remind yourself that emotional health is not just... Um, 
being being aware of and learning how to process your negative emotions, but also how to look at those positive emotions, this other side of things. Right. It's it's almost it's reminding you that there's this opportunity, there's this offering mm -hmm. that you have to walk a little bit differently through you know in the day to day steps of your life. And I think that there is a proactiveness to mm. fun and joy where. A lot of times in our negative emotions, I think there's a reactiveness, you know, yeah. we're reacting to something or a narrative or something that's happened to us. But I think fun and joyfulness and some of those things requires this proactiveness, like this choice to lean into the opportunity mm. or this, this intentionality around choosing joy, yeah. you know, in the midst of even something being tough. And so I think, um, that's maybe the difference between those the two sides of that emotional coin yeah. is one always probably requires a proactiveness and I think it's that fun joyfulness piece you know that's really interesting and I I, I love that idea that that you can make that choice even that, even if it might feel impossible even and we can talk about that a little bit later yeah but I just love that idea of the proactive versus the reactive of letting things wash over you like sadness or grief or anger or whatever it is. Um, but even in the face of whatever is you can, is, is there can be that choice of, Hey, like I'm going to just, I'm going to choose to, to, to look at things through a different lens mm -hmm. through this joyful lens. I'm going to choose to approach hard situations and or just say, you know, I want a joyful life. I want to be a fun person. I want to have fun. Yeah, in this for life. sure. So that's really interesting. Now, Katie, you have this incredible reputation at Saddleback for being <laughs> fun. Like it's just I'm honored that that's my rep. <laughs> I, I, it's 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 so very true. You know, I think it just like shines. I, I think I, I think that just even even just you walking through the halls for some it's just it's just something about you. Uh, it just shines as like fun and joyful. And so and as you said, um, is, is that can be a proactive approach to, to having an attitude like that. So when did like fun become a part of your life? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been leading middle schoolers for 27 plus years. Yeah. And so they have, um, first they're hilarious to laugh with and at, <laughs> you know, so they're just a hilarious age group. Is so it more so with or at? I think it's equal. It's 50, <laughs> 50 you know, but I think, um, I do think there is that that role has actually helped me understand that proactive piece mm -hmm. of being joyful or pursuing fun or pursuing lightness. Um, <clears throat> I think that I love the way that it feels. Mm -hmm. I, I love to live in joy, to take steps in joy, to, to, I mean, you use the word radiate, so I'll use it too. Yeah. Um, I want to radiate just like the peace, the hope, the kindness, the things that are wrapped up in joy that would cause you to feel joyful. Mm. Um, I love how that feels. It feels better than allowing a negative attitude or emotion to rule me or control me or to um, inform my words or thoughts for too long, right? Yeah. It feels so much better to choose to choose joy yeah. um, or to choose kind of um, the fun stuff. And I think... 
Um, fun in particular has a way of leading to really cool depth when it comes to relationships. Mm. Fun has a way of putting people at ease, helping people be themselves, be relaxed. And it's interesting. I think fun is such <clears throat> a vessel for building trust. Mm. And yeah. Ultimately, when there's trust, then that leads to depth and relationships. And we actually say that in our student ministry a lot, that fun leads to trust and trust leads to depth. Because people will mistake fun sometimes. They'll look at it like, oh, your youth ministry is just having fun or you guys are just messing around. But I think fun is a really intentional tool that you use to to build deep trust. You know, there's something that happens when... um, you weep laugh together with somebody, you know, there's a bond that's formed in that, or um, there's camaraderie formed, you know, when things are fun and joyful, you know, mm. um, there's commisery that or commiserating yeah. that happens in negative stuff too. Um, so I, I know that there's bonds formed on both sides of the coin as well, but um, I really just honestly and genuinely love who I am when I'm leaning into joy. Yeah. I love, I love the person that interacts with everybody, <laughs> you know, I love um, the way that I feel internally in my head and my heart, you know? And so it just, for me, it feels like the best way to be me is yeah. to be proactive about being joyful, you know, of a- allowing that part to rule the majority of my day. Well, I think there's, it, you mentioned all of your years working with student ministries yeah. and working with students. And I think, I think there's something really interesting about the idea of, you know, even even now that you have shifted and are more focused on the adult ministries, mm-hmm. there's still just kids who have been, you know, aged up in years. Yeah. So, you know, that idea of appealing to, you know, to people as, as you know, you used to be this kid and fun used to be your jam. Totally. So like I can, we lose I, our magic I can still connect like- with you. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. taxes or whatever, you know, probably. Um, but, but I, I, I think there, I think what you said is, is worth repeating that idea that fun leads to trust and trust leads to depth. But right. Yeah. Um, because you mentioned also like is is we can still build bonds through sad times, you know, mm-hmm. through th- through you know being there for each other in for those sure. ways. But you're more likely able to go to have those people in your life when they've had that fun relationship that has grown over time. Mm-hmm. When you've done things together, right? When you have. Um, have engaged in that fun life of, 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 of doing life together, then you have that relationship. And so when the hard times hit, you have that person to go to. So in student ministries is, is that idea is you've built trust over time for people that you have done the games with or done the all nighters with or camp <laughs> with. And you've, and you, and you've see that, Oh, I, I like this person. I have fun with this person. You know, I bet you that this person is somebody I can talk to when I'm not feeling so good too. Right. And yeah. that can be true for adults. We just don't tend to think of it that way as much. For sure. I mean, I, I feel like I'm just a believer in fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just to my core, cause I've just seen so many wonderful things be launched from mm. fun moments, you know, so many relationships launched or, um, 
so many um, teams bonded, you know, that that I lead together. Um, And so it just, yeah, I feel feel like I'm just a believer. And I will say, sometimes we think of fun as something that's shallow. Like, so maybe even defining maybe how I think about the definition of fun. Yeah. Um, it's not wild and crazy and shallow. Like, this is so fun. We're so crazy. (laughs) This is, ah, you know, but I think fun is just something enjoyable. Mm. You know, it's something that like we as humans enjoy together or create that warm, enjoyable feeling in our heart and our mind, you know? So maybe even to not think of fun is like, we're going crazy, <laughs> you know? Cause I think sometimes that maybe even in the church is sure. like, yes. Oh my gosh, we can't have fun. That's crazy. Um, but when you just think of it as how do we create um, warmth and joy in an environment, that yeah. would be a fun environment to sit in, you yeah. know, how do we create a warm, um, how do we create an atmosphere that's encouraging and life giving? That would be a fun environment to be, in. Mm. you know? So thinking about it in a way maybe differently than, well, yeah, stereotypical fun. Well, I think that I think that helps because I I wanted to talk about this this uh, thing in in church or religious circles <laughs> where sometimes right it can feel uh it can feel hard to think of fun and church or religion in the same sentence. It's it's no like you know. My relationship with God, you know, being at church, that is where we are our most pious. That is where, you know, I, I'm called to just be respectful, be reverent at all times. And, um, you know, I'm, and this is how I'm supposed to live my life is I'm supposed to, you know, be seen as holy, right? And that's what you see, like, from the Pharisees in the Bible is that idea of, no, you're supposed to behave this way at all times. Um but we see something different, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think about when Jesus kind of tells us to be like the children, have faith like a child. Mm. It's a little bit different. So where do you think this disconnect kind of come from? And, 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 and how yeah. should we kind of think about that? It is, it is kind of fascinating to me that there is such a disconnect, you know, because um, I've definitely had experiences where maybe I would suggest something in an adult space of like, hey, can we do this like fun thing? Yeah. And maybe a response would be like, oh, that might kill the vibe or you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, but it's fascinating to me that people would separate fun from holiness, you know, mm. that they would separate out fun from God. Because, I mean, gosh, if you just look at creation, you see God's sense of humor. You yeah. see, you know, there, oh, yeah. there's things that we, I mean, we look at a narwhal. You I, was, like, I was just going to say, God made a platypus. <laughs> totally. So there's, we, we serve and are, we're created in the image of a God who has a sense of humor, mm. who is playful and joyful. Joy is an attribute of him. Yeah. And so it would be natural for us to express those things in any setting that we were worshiping him, hmm. you know, that, the, that, so to me, there's such a connect between those things. Um, and so it is, it is kind of fascinating to me when people segregate out something like fun or lightheartedness or because it's not holy or cause it kills something. Yeah. But I really think it brings a more holistic picture of who our creator is to the table. You Mm -hmm. know, when we, and we include multiple attributes of him, of course there's room for reverence and moments of silence. And, um, there, there are holy moments to be had in all sorts of spaces, but I mean, holistically, we also have a God who's playful 
and created us with a sense of humor and created us to laugh and smile and all of those things too. So um, I think sometimes when tradition becomes more important than identity, Mm. I think that might be possibly when um, it causes a disconnect, right? Mm. Where we are doing something out of tradition versus letting our identity in Christ and the fruits of his spirit flow out and inform how we lead church and do church and yeah. all of those things, that's maybe when we would be more connected to that. No, I love that idea. I I, I keep getting this picture of when uh, this was, I forget when it was, last year, two years ago, when we, at Saddleback, when we moved back into the worship center. So, so they redid the worship center. Mm-hmm. And the first service, or the first song back in, was the house of the Lord's house. There's joy in the house of the Lord, right? And they had those big inflatable plastic balls that they mm-hmm. would just launch into the into the crowd and people were just knocking them around, you know, and it was just this joy to be back in this space. And you, I have this picture of the uh, of everybody's faces in the crowd being like, what is happening? But it's all these smiles yeah. of just joy, of they're just excited, they're having fun being there. And then even when even when those inflatable balls got taken away for the next song, you know, but there was still, <laughs> yeah. but there was still this. It could not be for two songs. It could not, <laughs> That's no, crazy. Only, only the one, <laughs> but we still, it still kept that vibe. And, and there was still that energy in the room. And I, I think a big part of it is because people were be looking around at their neighbors who they may not know, you know, at, at these other people smiling and laughing about yeah. it. But what that, to me, the picture that I see there is the, this family event mm-hmm. where people are laughing with their brothers and sisters, even if they don't know them, they're still part of this family of God. And so having fun together with your siblings in God's house in this way, yeah. it's, it, I think there's something really special to that. It, you know, fun is a relationship builder, mm-hmm. and that is true with people that you know, but it's also true with people that you may not know but it creates this energy in your still in you um and as you said earlier at the very beginning it creates this lightness this levity of yeah. we can just be here together and we can be having we can be having fun mm-hmm. but we can be having this family event together totally where we're going to worship god through this yeah. we're going to learn about him and we're going to do so together as this family and i think people especially that weekend felt even just a little bit more bonded because of getting to knock around some inflatable balls. For sure. Well, and I have to imagine God's face, you know, like oh, yeah. looking at his kids smiling. Yeah. And being joyful. I mean, when you think of, I mean, you have three small kids, yeah. right? There's nothing and better than hard, beaming smiles. How hard do you work to get a smile <laughs> on their face? Oh, sure. You know, because you, you want them to feel that joyfulness, you want yeah. them to feel, um, you, you want to, them to lean into those emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And so you work so hard for that smile because yeah. you just know that in their little brain and in their heart and their head of what that does, right? And so I think as church leaders, we really do have to kind of look at, not that we would be superficial or contrived or anything, but what would bring warmth and smiles and joyfulness to the face of our our congregation, of mm. our, our family, of mm. the people in the room, because you're right. On that night, there was a wonder and an awe in worship yeah. that was stemmed from silly beach balls flying around <laughs> the room. So it was like this really small thing 
that then led to something really, really holy and beautiful, which was this like worship and wonder that was special, you know? And so I don't know. I think it's just something for us to think about. Yeah. At the same time, it can also be inviting to new people, to, to people who maybe they used to go to church growing up, but they haven't been in forever. Yeah. Maybe they grew up in a different sort of church environment where everybody had to be quiet at all times or whatever, you know, or come in, in your suits or whatever it was. Um, or maybe people have never been to church and they just, and they came, I, I heard about something, I should check this out. And they see people who love to be together and are just radiating joy. I remember, um, I did a baptism a, a few weeks ago from when, and this is being recorded a few weeks ago, and the man I was uh, with grew up Muslim, and um, and he was just talking about um, his experience, and, and the one thing he said is, he said, the moment I stepped onto a Saddleback campus, I came because I heard that this place was interesting, and I and I saw, and what I saw was joy. It from all, from the members i just walked on the campus i saw the people and they had joy and he said that is not something he's experienced in his church life mm. and so that just really stuck with me this story that 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 is a witness your joy can be a witness to people too mm. um i wanted to to ask you um as as we as we look at the bible what does the Bible say about fun and joy? Are there places in there that it's kind of talked about or brought up? Or um, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I was like thinking about um, talking to you about this, I was like, is the word fun in the Bible? Yeah. Like, I really <laughs> never actually, it's not. Yeah. I was really, no, it's not. It's not. But um, there are definitely a lot of words that would be representative of that you know joy joyful rejoice um those words pop up quite a bit actually Mm -hmm. like um i think like three or four hundred times you know where you see some form of the word joy yeah joy joyful rejoice Mm. um so and you know i even think from the very you know in genesis you know when we when we're looking at the creation story and we're looking at you know um just I think there's just a joyfulness that we experience of what God does and how he does it. And even that he sets apart time to delight and, you know, chooses those things, you know? So I think, again, we're, we're made in God's image and fun and joyfulness, I think, or I know is a part of who he is, you know, their character attributes that we adopt. And so that's, I think where you see, um, that's where you, where, where we see rejoice and joyful and the theme of fun pop up is, is in our father for sure. You know? Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And I think like, I I know I've heard, uh, I've heard pastor Rick uh, when he was here talk about the humor of Jesus and how sometimes we can be reading the Bible and we don't understand Jewish humor, you know, like ancient Jewish humor and so, like Rick was talking about, like Jesus was hilarious. Like a lot of the thing, you know, it, I, I, I like to, I, I like how he described it. He's like ancient Jewish humor was a humor of exaggeration. Mm. So you see these examples, these stories <laughs> that Jesus would say, you know, like you know, um, the idea of a camel fitting through the eye of a needle or whatever. And he's like, that was like hilarious to people. He was making a point. <laughs> sure. But it was also, a, you know, it, it was a point made in jest, in laughter. Right. 
And so is we can, I love those examples of just seeing that we can, we can talk about something serious and we can do it in a way that meets people in lightness, but also with like, Hey, but this is baked in truth. Absolutely. And I'm sure that's no more true than in student (laughs) ministries. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think probably more of that is needed with adult ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't know about you, but I probably receive things a little easier with a little joyfulness wrapped around it. Yeah. (laughs) Or fun, you know. Just like asparagus is better with bacon wrapped around it, (laughs) a truth truth is better. Exactly. It's not hurtful, it's good, you know. Um, I know it's hard to imagine Jesus and the disciples and it not being full of laughters, laughter. Just think of all the meals they had together. We only see a snippet of their life. Totally. When you think of yourself hanging out with a group of people, a group of friends and laughter, you know, traveling together, you know, going into new situations, going to a wedding together, you know, whatever that is, you know, that there is fun and humor around those things Mm. and, and lightfulness and celebration and all that kind of stuff. So it feels impossible for me to think that that wasn't, that there weren't so many wonderful, like joyful times together. I know that they had a lot of hard moments. Yes. (laughs) They absolutely lived in a lot of negative emotions being thrown at them. Yeah. But then, you know, they're the way that Jesus brought them together, you know, in that togetherness, it's just, I don't know. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that that was serious all the time. (laughs) Even just the fact that there's all these talk about parties. There are so many parties or feasts or eating on the beach together, whatever, you know, know. all these things that, that would, that would, I, I, I would read that as they were having a good time together. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. One of the, um, okay. Can I just share this one thing with you? Oh yes. So I can remember there, there's a passage, um, actually a Psalm, Psalm 100. Um, and it is the first Psalm I was in high school. And so I, I came to know the Lord when I was 14. Mm. So, um, I was like loosely starting to read my Bible in high school. I didn't really know what I was doing. So abstract. Um, but I, I can remember reading Psalm 100 for the very first time Mm. and it being, um, a passage of scripture that I felt like it breathed joy into me. And so I feel like there's parts of God, God's word that also just um, exude joy. Yeah. And you feel as a result of interacting with that passage, you know, the things that you're supposed to feel, you mm-hmm. know. And so I can remember, so Psalm 100 is, <clears throat> you know, it just talks about, it's a lot of, it's actually a gratitude psalm. So it's not even supposed to be focused on joy, but it just talks about belonging to him and being part of his family and um, knowing that he's good and faithful and his love never ends. You know, it's, it's something that it speaks to me in a way that causes joy, causes Mm -hmm. me to lean into the joyfulness of knowing that I'm found, the peace and hope that I have in Christ. And so I think there's parts of the Bible too. I mean, all of it is meant to breathe life into yeah. us, but there are those passages that you read that you feel like, whoa, like the way that that makes me feel, I can't help but smile or feel um, feel God's peace or feel like overflowing with um, everything that he is, you know? And so I think that's something about God's word too that's really special when it comes to, leaning into the joyfulness and mm. 
the lightheartedness. There's passages that I go back to over and over again when I need to choose it. That's yeah. one of them I go to a lot because when I'm looking to lean into that posture, that attitude, oftentimes scripture is a great vessel to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I love that reminders that we can be David's. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be David's wife, right? We can dance and take joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be the one who's looking down on the dance and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> totally. Come on, take care of yourself. Right, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, I mentioned a little bit earlier that idea of this childlike faith idea. Mm. And I think, because I think there's something really powerful as you, if you take that concept through from a kid's ministry to through a student's ministry and then into an adult ministry, how should we kind of think about that idea of coming with childlike faith? Because I think there's something in there about how we see joy and take delight in mm-hmm. the things of God. So is there, what would you say is, is kind of a root of that first? Yeah. Gosh, that's a really good question. I, <clears throat> I think when I think of a kid, mm-hmm. I think they don't hold things for too long. Yeah. So they move on quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they feel things fully, you mm. know, so they can lean into a moment and be fully present. Oh, that is you know? 100% true. I'm thinking <laughs> of my kids. <laughs> totally. I think they can also, they enjoy what's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think of like those attributes and then I think of us as adults, I think a lot of times as adults, we're not always looking at just what's right in front of us. We're looking at what's five steps ahead. Mm. And so we forget to just enjoy like this thing that's right in front of us. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard to feel like we can be fully present as adults because we've got 19 things that are tugging at us. And I think we hold on to a lot, mm. you know, we don't move through or move past things. Um, very quick. And, yeah. and sometimes you can't, you know, when you're in a grieving process, you obviously totally. can't just like move through grief. You yeah. know, it's, you, you've got to be in that, you know, but I think in the day to day, there's a lot of moments we hold on to that hold us back from joy. Mm. You know, um, even something as silly as like road rage, <laughs> somebody cuts you off and yeah. it steals your joy for the day. Cause mm. you just replay that moment just over and over again. It, and so still just clenched from yeah, it. I think there's, so I think like when I think of kind of those three pieces to me, those things connected to like, when you connect those things to faith, yeah. you know, I think, a kid can be fully present with Jesus, you know, and be in the moment with whatever he's doing, you know. Um, a kid is going to move through something that doesn't feel great, but will probably allow G- go to Jesus and trust that Jesus is going to move him through, you know, yeah. believes that when you say Jesus is never going to leave you or Jesus is going to walk you through this thing, a kid believes that and yeah. is like, okay, well, Jesus is going to be with me. <laughs> and so I'm done with that. You know, like, so <laughs> Moving on, next they thing. have this trust and faith that's connected to, to that movement. That's yeah. just really sweet, hmm. you know? And so, gosh, think of now translating that as an adult. So if we were able to be like, you know what? Okay, this is hard, but Jesus is with me and he's got this. And so, I'm going to trust that and move, you know, so and great. that would be, you know, that it's just, it's hard to do as an adult, but we <laughs> see kids do it over and over again. They just trust yeah. with such passion or they're so present fully or, you know, so. I love that. Like, you know, if you have the opportunity at whatever church you're at, if you're at Saddleback, if you're at a different church, like go to like, the, 
if your kid's ministry does like a kid's concert, mm, sometimes, yes. you know, like go and watch and you can just see these kids just having joy on this state. You know, I think there's something, you know, just powerful. I remember at Christmas time, we took our kids to see um, our kids choir here show. And you can just see a bunch of these kids just like with all their hearts, they're just like putting it all out there. And it's that idea that you were talking about of they're so in the moment, they're just there. They're just singing the songs or whatever it is. And they're just, just having this joy in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything else fades away, you know, at the, in that moment, they're just with God. They're just doing it. It's such an earnest faith in a little kid. I mean, truly like in that joyfulness, you also see this just, I earnestly believe this, you know what I'm singing (laughs) there. Yeah. It is so special. A little kid, there's, um, something happening at our church and in the summer this year, um, our ministry to two and three year olds, I think they're going to do like this dance party thing. Wow. And cool. I was like, please invite me <laughs> because I want to be, be a part of that. Cause I do think that is a way that you can lean into fun or to yeah. seek joy would be to seek joyful spaces, mm. you know, and to, to, and it's not only with kids, you know, but kids are a great place to be reminded of that, you know? Yeah. And so seeking out joyful spaces in your church and your community could be a way for you to be proactive. Well, I want to stay on that note because we've said two kind of things that, that I, I don't want to lose in terms of things that you can do to make joy and fun kind of more a part of your, of, uh, of your daily walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, as you talked about seeking joyful spaces and, 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 you know, and I was talking about like spend time in the presence of kids, you know, whatever, you know, just however that looks. If you have nieces or nephews or whatever it is, if you don't have little kids directly in your life, like I'm sure you have friends with little kids <laughs> so or you know like, people, like spend time with them and just kind yeah. of observe and just watch how they engage with things. There's something powerful there. Is there, is there, are there other ways that come to your mind that we can uh, encourage people to be, you know, a bit more open or attuned to, just the joys of life, you know, the sense of fun, yeah. you know, things that they can bring into, you know, their daily, daily walk. I think identify who some delightful people are in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and by delightful, I mean, they're the type of people that you interact with and engage with that when they walk away from you, you still feel like a million bucks. Mm. You know, they, they're the type of people that just, they're delightful to be around. You delight in friendship with them, yeah. you know? And, it, and so in turn, it makes you feel delightful, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think identify who some of those people are. It might be someone you don't know very well, right? And you would maybe want to grow a relationship with somebody like that. Yeah. But, because um, I think delight breeds delight, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so- it's true. Um, so identifying some of those people in your life and figuring out how to be intentional about pursuing time with them on mm. a weekly basis, um, that they would be life-giving people that maybe you would even choose on a Sabbath or something yeah. like that, right? Um, and I think the other thing is just let go of any old narratives that fun is shallow mm. um, or that um, being in in lightheartedness, some 
somehow takes away or steals from depth. It doesn't. Yeah. Those two things can exist at the same time. We can be joyful and deep. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and our God proves that obviously because that's who he is. He's all of these attributes. And so I would say letting go of, oh, if I'm having fun, I'm not doing this. Mm. You know, why can't fun be an expression of the spirit working through us, you know? So, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I want to piggyback off of the first one that you said mm. about finding people. Delightful people. Delightful. Yes. <laughs> and I want to I want to flip the question and be like, are you somebody that somebody mm. else is finding a delight in? Yeah. So almost kind of ask yourself that question. Like, am I somebody that 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 people would find joy to be with? Do people want to be like, am I the type of person that people would want to be with? Ooh, that's good. And if you're like, I'm not so sure, people seem to be walking past my door rather than <laughs> stopping and saying hi, then maybe, right, for you sure. know, then maybe it's like, okay, so what can I do, you know, to, you know, do that? Maybe it's, it's, it's bringing in a nerf something and it's hmm. like, Hey, like, I, or, or, hey, I'm going to plant a little surprise in somebody's, you know, at, at somebody's desk today. And it's just going to be a little, a little surprise, you know. Yeah. What are some ways to bring fun into the, you know, just I think there's something. Or it might be choosing not to complain all the time. That's or, even, you know, you might be choosing to like. Oh, that's good. Choosing not the negative. <laughs> yeah, right. So you're choosing something like other negative, than. Yeah, you get totally that. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe. People that engage with you, you are being intentional about how you guys, what your conversation is and how you interact. It's, it is tough when you engage with a friend who, when you're like, Hey, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah. It's fine. You know, or like, it's still about, you know, if every time now I recognize that, like, again, some people are in deep seasons of grief that that where you have a cloud over your head for a long time, but I do think there's something to be thoughtful about if that's not you. And yeah. every time you come, you're giving your laundry list of all the things that were bad in your day or you're complaining <laughs> or you're, you know, people don't want to be around that, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the time. And, it, I, you know, there's a difference between being transparent and then just vomiting on your friends all the time, you know. So, you know, people like I'm speaking to you, the listener. <laughs> I know Katie does, too. You know, people who can be taught you know have stuff going on be having this crazy you know things just seem to be falling apart or they're not feeling well but they still will see you enter and will smile at you yeah and will just you know give you the time still have that bright demeanor um even though things might not be great and it's not that they are sugar-coated it's not that they're placing over it's that they're making the choice to in you know to in in their time with you to say i want you still you know still see you know be joyful in this and still experience joy in our relationship yeah for sure i feel like i'm in a season right now i'm in one of my hardest seasons personally Mm. we've got two sets of aging parents that we're caring for Mm. and so the nights are hard Mm. for us you know as a family um but that isn't something that is a thief of my joy. You know, God is still good and awesome and present and he's in my day to day with me and brings peace. And there's, even though there's something big happening in my life, there's a lot of life. Like there's other things happening that God is doing too. And so, so it is this daily joy or or choice to go. I know I have this hard thing, Mm. but 
that does not have to rule my interactions or my emotions. Like I can be kind and loving and joyful because of who God is in this hard thing. Yeah you know, with me because of who he's created me to be just like him, Yeah, you know? And, um, so I think, so, so I get the parallel tracks of that, but I think in my day to day, I just, I don't want my circumstances to be a thief, you know? That's great. I love it. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm so, I'm so grateful for how you continue to, as we said, radiate fun. <laughs> I know. And joy. I thought that was a really nice. And word. you're an evangelist of that message <laughs> to our staff, which is so is so needed and so helpful. So thank, thank you for you. that. Thank you. Honored to be here. I'm introducing a new segment to this podcast where I'll try to clearly identify the action steps or the doables from this episode. So for this episode, the first action step: identify somebody in your life who you think radiates joy. Second, ask yourself if people see you as joyful, as a joyful, fun person. If you don't think so, think of some ways that you could grow in that area. Third, listen to the Well podcast on delight. I've, pref- I've put the link to that episode in the show notes for this podcast. Fourth, Read Psalm 100, as Katie talked about in our conversation. And fifth and lastly, do something this week that brings you joy. Play a sport. Go out in nature. Whatever it is, whatever fun you like to have, make time for that in your schedule this week. And think about your relationship with God in that fun that God made you. God made this world, and he deemed it good. This has been Doable Discipleship. Friends, we will be back with you again with another new episode next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.